This is episode 92 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. You know, age isn't about a number on the calendar. It's not about how many candles are on the cake. It's <laughs> how you feel <laughs> forever young, the topic of this week's Rise Up podcast. I don't want to speak for Tim, but I think oh. Tim would have a great suggestion on how to stay young. Just be born later. Yeah, it worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, since <laughs> since I was the one that was born earliest of yeah, the right. three of us, uh, I'll give it a shot first. Kind of goes in ways, but the more the more I've been around, the uh, the longer I've learned how to stay young. Some things come naturally, yet with a uh, intentionality. If that makes any sense, let me explain. Uh, having two kids. The intentional part uh, is keeping communication with your kids as they get older. Mm. And now they're adults and they're out of the house and they're all over the country in different places. But early on, if you get a good communication line going with them, that communication continues. And I have found uh, an offshoot benefit of that, besides obviously having great communication, is you stay in touch with that younger generation and you hear things from them and you're like, oh, okay, mm. I've learned so much uh, that's not in my language, not in my, you know, but it's, it's how they look at things. So uh, keeping in touch and, and talking with my own, our own kids has kept me younger that way. It just keeps me thinking about different things that I normally stuck to my own ways would have my own ways of thinking, which I still do, but they kind of open the boundaries a little bit and they expand the boundaries having those kids. That's super cool because I, as you mentioned, yeah, born last of the three of us. So I'm right. not here to say like, oh, here's how I stay young. That's not <laughs> how I'd say it. But observing my own daughter, Steve, and, and feeling like I can almost relate to that in a little bit. And she's only two. So like, how, what am I learning from her? Well, this is a kind of interesting thing my wife and I have been talking about lately. So my wife is pregnant with our second. And so she's got to kind of, you know, just care. For, I mean, you've always got to care for your body, but especially I'm really looking out for her to make sure she's caring for herself at this point in her pregnancy. And I told her, I reminded her something yesterday that I don't know if I would have said any other time in my life where I said, remember, be like a toddler. And what I meant by that was toddlers, if there's something wrong with with the way they feel with their body, they're going to listen to their body. If it's uncomfortable, they're not going to do it. We adults, we say, oh, I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. And we'll push ourselves too far. And well, pushing ourselves can often lead to some of the problems that happen with aging. Why does my back hurt? Why does this always feel like that? Well, maybe because you weren't listening to your body and you thought I should be able to still do this. I still should be able to pull late nighters and get less sleep. No, you've got to listen to your body body like like a toddler does. So I told my wife that just yesterday. Remember, toddler, because, you know, I'm thinking you, you got to watch out for yourself, not push it. Don't go too far. So you really can never go wrong connecting with your kids, no matter how old they are, to remember some of the wisdom that comes inherently with being really, really even super duper young. It's funny that you mentioned connecting with kids because my girls and I communicate a lot via text 
and via meme. And, <laughs> and usually they're funny. And that's the thing. I think that humor is one of those things that helps me to stay young. I think a lot of times the idea of being old is really taking yourself too seriously. You know, the old, like, get off my lawn when yes. your lawn <laughs> matters more to you than the kid who's standing on it then you've become old, right? Because there's no joy in that. There's no laughter in that. There's no fun in that. But it is interesting. The Bible talks some about being young. In Psalm 103, it says, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, eagles. I've heard about the eagles in the Bible and other places, not just the football team from Philadelphia that I know you love, Steve. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. Thank but you know in Isaiah 40 where it says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Mm. Oh, man. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I think about eagles. I mean, these are like big, majestic birds. But have you ever watched an eagle fly? They're not out there like going flappity, 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 flappity. You know what I mean? Like like a hummingbird. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Being a hummingbird, there's not scripture that talks about flitting around like a hummingbird all day. But it says to mount up with wings as eagles. This is a bird that's pretty much like, yeah, I'm not worried about this, you know? Mm -hmm. And not because I got this, but because the wind that God has provided will sustain me. And so that being young in God, the renewal that comes from him is just going every day to him for strength and trusting that he's going to give you what you need on those days where you feel tired, but you don't have the option of like stopping everything and taking a nap. It's not your own chutzpah that gets you through it's going to God and saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this next mm. half hour or this next day or this tedious weekend that I have, but I know you've got it for me. And to mount up as the eagle, to just put your wings out and say, okay, Lord, sustain me. It's interesting you talked about the physical uh, aspect because that was the next thing I was going to talk about. There have been so many days, and now I'm getting into the physical aspect of what I have learned over the years. There have been so many days that I was exhausted and I didn't want to go to the gym, which I go to fairly regularly uh, during the week. And there's so many times where even though I'm tired, I'll go and I'll feel so much better afterwards. So I think keeping in physical shape helps. And I'm so encouraged. I always look for this. And I found, I think, the, uh, the ultimate couple. There's a couple at my gym. They're 86 years old. They've been married 60 years. They both go out there. They both go and work out together. But here's what I first notice about both of them is that they are more vibrant and alive than many Mm. of the other people, no matter what age uh, are in the gym. They're 86 years old. They have these smile and they're vibrant and everything because they have it's it's a lesson for me because I go, I want to be that person when I'm 86. And it shows me that if I continue to do what I do, that's attainable. That's reachable. So I think there's the mental aspect of staying young. There's the physical aspect of staying young, because I've seen that in other people. When I see a couple 86 years old going to the gym and working hard, yet smiling, it's like, oh, okay, great example, Lord. Thanks for putting them in my path. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Specifically thinking about grandpas here, trustworthy and sweet grandpas, papas, 
grand dudes. They're getting called that these days. Are they really? That's grand a new dude. one, apparently. Families huh. use a grand dude. Hmm. Now, I thought grandfathers and their sweetness, I thought they just had hard candy in their pockets by default. Ah. Now, listen. If you had a kindly elderly gentleman of any kind in your life that gave you caramel hard candies at some point, you want to brace yourself here. I had no idea that there was a concerted effort decades ago by the big candy company to get Werther's Originals associated with grandfathers. There was a whole thing. It was a big marketing campaign. There was like a, there was a sweepstakes sort of thing. They were getting grandpas and caramel candies together. Hmm. I I thought this was just like this natural thing that like the golden purity of their grandfatherly heart that this Mm -mm. candy embodied Mm. here. I was victim of. You've been played. You've been been played played. hard, Tim. Man, grandfathers Hmm. and those Werther's candies. Grand dudes, though, Mm. they just got like a bowl of beef jerky, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Well, you know the cold weather is coming soon, so you've got to take advantage of the warm days if you've got outside work to do. I was just gathering some pollen when all of a sudden I found myself in a very unfamiliar place, trapped in the folds of magenta polycotton blend. (laughs) Nice and soft for a t-shirt, but not a place for a be like me to be. So I started to buzz loudly to say, hey, lady, I'm in here. (laughs) Oh, she realized and she started to freak out, shaking that shirt and flailing her arms, which just made me get more and more stuck. And I tried to say, calm down, lady. I don't want to sting you. Just let me fly out. Buzz, buzz, buzz. I don't think she speaks B. So she flung her gardening clippers at least five feet clear across the yard, crying out, B, B, B. (laughs) She ran into the garage and somewhere along the way, I got free, which is good because it's going to be cold soon (laughs) and I've got some honey to make. I just hope that lady stays out of my garden. (laughs) Do you know this lady? (laughs) I might know this lady. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. What's the state of the pastors today, and what's your message for them? We're going to talk about a time for shepherds. The tragedy is that God's people are probably, and and COVID was like the Poseidon Adventure. Do you remember that movie, The Poseidon Adventure, where a tsunami came in and Mm -hmm. upended the ship, and it's upside down in the water, and people are trying to figure out how to get out of it? And um scared me to death. I didn't sleep for about two weeks after seeing that tsunami <laughs> come in. They really did a good job on that. And um and I thought that's what happened to everything. COVID just actually inverted our ship. Mm-hmm. It just turned everything upside down. And we've all been trying to figure out how to get <laughs> how to get back to uh, get back uh, out of the ship. Um so between that and and the the political infighting and the political polarization, there are three things that pastors have said. Forty two percent of them have said to Barna, they're ready to quit. Mm. Nationally, that is the picture. And they, and along with the people who are ready, uh, say, no, I'm staying. Say three things have really taken pastors to a low level and beat them up. Uh, and one is is the stress of all the demands upon them. Secondly, has been what they, they call political infighting and how it has divided their people. 
And things that are not eternal have become more important than oh. things that are. Hmm. Oh. Uh, things that won't matter in heaven uh, matter a real lot to us here on earth. Just go on social media. And, and thirdly is loneliness. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be able to address all of those with the help of an old guy named De- Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite books of the Bible. And I, but I've seen it through the lens of the times we are living in. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah has an, an, a really inspiring word for for um, a, um, a flock of sheep who are confused and who are wondering which way to go and who are compromised by a cultural tsunami that is just sweeping us with it. Uh, and at the same time, shepherds mm-hmm. who are feeling pretty beat up. Yeah. I think it may have been the same Barnes study that you referred to, Ron. Uh, I read that 80% of pastors today feel like their ministry has had a negative impact on their families. Yeah. How can we, just regular lay people in the church, do a better job of uplifting, of supporting our pastors and their families? The attack right now, our enemy, knowing what time it is, because he, re- he, by the way, he's a Bible believer. Do you know Satan believes every word of the Bible? Mm-hmm. Tells us not to. But he's a fundamentalist. He believes it all. <laughs> now, you won't hear that anywhere else. Or, oh, <laughs> you burn this heretic. Uh, <laughs> no, but he is in the sense yeah. that he believes all of Scripture and uses it to chart his course. And Ro- Revelation 12 says, Woe to you, O earth for, the, o earth, for the devil has gone down to you. And he is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. And there is an acceleration. The darkness has become evangelistic. The darkness around us isn't enough just to, and they're not, is not satisfied just to be dark. It's evangelizing. And, uh, and so with, uh, I, I believe there's an acceleration in the heavenlies on both sides, the forces of Christ and the forces of the enemy. In anticipation, read the news lately, of the soon return of Christ. And family, and the shepherds have, 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 are, are the prime targets. They are, Satan considers the clergy, uh, a target rich environment. Mm-hmm. And so how do we take our stand against that? And Teresa, thank you for asking that because first of all, it, it, we really have to pray for the marriages and, and I mean seriously commit to and let them know that we are praying for their marriage, for their children. And be a part of the war. And, and we've got to go to war over to, to protect our leaders. But also how we treat those kids and whether we listen to them and whether we take an interest in them and whether they feel important when they're around us, whether we make them feel safe can be part of the war on either side. If we don't do it, Satan goes, those church people, they're a bunch of phonies. And, mm. and we give them reasons not to believe that we, we really need to be Christ-like, particularly go out of our way with the kids of the, of the, uh, of the, of the pastors. It's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on family life, a friend you can turn to. You know, the coffee cake, there's actually no coffee no, in right. it. Uh-uh. Just name that, and it's like, is there any other foods that have the name of something but not even anything close to it? And I thought, um, you know, the key lime pie, there's no keys or lock. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing to do with a there's, key or a lock right. uh, in the key lime pie. It's a special lime. That, yeah. That it you know, okay, now I'll go a little deeper lime. with that. Oh, oh deeper. Do you know where yeah. they you know where they originate? You're, uh, wait, so it's not 
like Florida, like Key West sort of thing? It's is probably, it? it is in Key West. Go ahead, Tim. Or no, it's, Tim's it's answer not. is correct. Whoa. Hey, I got a question right today. It is yeah. Key West. It was, yeah, it well, that's great. why that's where they came there from. to get a key that lime key pie. Key lime uh, native to the Florida Keys. How about that? Correct. Yeah. Where's well, the, that, was that was it. That's it. What do you want to do now? <laughs> May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.